What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 196 of Divi Chat. Today, we are going to be talking about how to manage our client communications. When's the last time a client tried to call your cell phone at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night? Isn't that the best? Uh, do you guys set rules? Do you have policies in place for this? That's what we're going to break down today. We're going to see how each of us on the panel handle this situation. It's, um, it's something that touches us all, isn't it? So before we dive into this topic of managing client communications, I would love for you guys to meet my friends and colleagues here. Uh, let's start off with uh, Mr. Mike Devitt, please. Ah, good evening, everybody. Uh, my name's Mike Devitt and I run a WordPress web design and maintenance company in the UK. Uh, we create sites optimized for search engines from small to large businesses. And then we keep all those plates spinning by supporting them afterwards as they look to expand and grow. Um, you can find, find us at webdesignpro.co and all the social media and on Focus on Your Biz on a Thursday night. Ooh, that's true. That's true. Uh, Sarah. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Enjoy Web Studios. Uh, I'm going to say what we do. I, I run an agency that makes websites <laughs> for small businesses. It's fun. Come hey. with me. You can uh, find us at endure.com.au or endure web on the socials. You can tell I've got my elevator pitch really sorted. Mm -hmm. And Tim. Hey everyone, Tim Streifler here, and uh, you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all of my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials, and wpgears.com where I have the Divi Business Expert course. And I do want to say really quickly, um, so the time changed in the US, <laughs> uh, daylight savings time kicked in, so we sprung forward an hour. And I know uh, Mike in the UK and Sarah in Australia, their time has not changed yet. And we didn't <laughs> talk about it beforehand. They're like, wait, Divi chats in 30 minutes. So <laughs> we all kind of scrambled so to get on here. My hair is still wet. Uh, I did learn last year because the time changes about four times for us here in Australia for Divi chat. And so I learned last year, I can put the time into my calendar as it's like American time. And so it does change on its own in my calendar. But I had forgot to look at my calendar and then I randomly was looking at my calendar this morning and it said 8 a.m. And I was like, what? Oh, my gosh, I'm not ready. <laughs> and, you so, know, oh, we just got a we just got a Facebook message from one of our Australian followers, Casey. She says it's so early. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till next week, Casey. I know. Oh, yeah. not next week. It's about a month away and then we'll go to 7 a.m. Oh, is it? Okay. So get ready for me oh. to be really tired until halfway through the episode. It'd be great. I know yeah. this, this 9 a.m. So I have it. 9 a.m. Sarah has been great. So I don't know what <laughs> I, we have. We have uh, viewers from all over the world. And so I don't know what countries celebrate, observe daylight savings, participate in whatever the word is. <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> nah. mm -hmm. It's against my religion. Oh, yeah. It's my religion. Yeah. I don't celebrate. Get rid of it. Yeah, I, I well, think Queensland honestly, in Australia doesn't. So it's not even all of Australia. Like we're on three different time zones just within Australia as well. So, you know. Oh, yeah. So we have a bunch here, but like there's even parts of the US that don't. Arizona, I think, is the only state in the US that doesn't. Oh, they just they just don't want to do it. They don't participate. <laughs> <laughs> They're not having it. Don't celebrate. <laughs> They're the Switzerland of daylight savings time. They are. Couldn't this is my question always. Couldn't we just move it 30 minutes and just call it even? 
Like, do we really have to do this? Like, is it really that necessary? You know what? I think it should be gradual. Like it should be like five minutes like every day for however much time it needs to get That's up. That's a great hour. idea. Oh, God. Oh, God, be I'm really already late for everything. I would never make a meeting on time. There's uh, someplace in Canada, uh, Newfoundland, Canada is, I don't know about daylight savings, but they are generally, they're an hour and a half different from us. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Did you not know? Yeah, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Wait, wait, where? Newfoundland, Canada. I know this because Tom, my business partner, traveled there twice and I had to like, it was super confusing. <laughs> what time is it? Where? That time zones went up by half hours. That is. That, I think that's the only one. That's the only one that I know of, but that's the only way I knew of that. Hey, is it all right if I introduce myself, Tim? Yeah. I want to keep talking about time zones and daylight savings. <laughs> Just for a whole hour. Listen, we could talk. That's our superpower, you guys. We could talk about literally anything for an hour. Actually, we should talk about it for an hour and a half. Except, except maybe Jetpack. That one was a rough one. If anybody <laughs> has been a loyal listener for that long. Jet, jetpack again. No. That, was a, that was a brutal one. Uh, I am Stephanie Hudson. I am here repping Focus WP as always, where we are helping agencies and freelancers scale and grow, doing what they love, making more money and working less. And uh, you can find us at focuswp.co and in our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. And um, we do have another webinar this week coming up. It's going to be a good one uh, on Thursday nights. Well, it's nights for us. I don't know. Same time. <laughs> Same time as this show. That's all. That's the only one. It really is like, I know it's not the best time for everybody, but this is really like the only time we can find that's like most of the world is up. That's and if right. it's yeah. late. So, and it's what, 9 p.m. for you, Mike? Yeah, it is. Even the admin bar community decided to uh, have a web uh, sort of uh, chat last week, didn't they? They, so they, they picked about the, the same time. They yeah, picked the same time. Yeah. Because it's a, it's the so one where it, sort of like suits everybody. Indeed. Uh, so anyway, client communications is what we're talking about here, and I know that I know that we handle things. Each of us handle them a little differently. Like for example, Sarah, I know for sure, zero texting for you, right? Well, we'll discover oh, that. Oh, it's gonna come out. Go ahead. I'm, I was out. I was lobbing it out to you. Go for it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Uh, it, it honestly it varies like I have a general policy that sorry about this glare I will fix this at some point um, I, I generally have this policy that I don't text or whatsapp or Facebook message clients but there are some clients that it's the only way you can make contact with them so it's that kind of thing of for the most part I uh-oh Gone. We just lost your audio. Come back, Sarah. Oh, she's, but she's you're there. not muted. Oh, wait, there you are. Yeah. Am I back? You're you back. Are. Okay. It's a glitch. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't think I touched anything. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'll try and keep talking. Um, I try as much as I can to keep everything via email or over the phone, but I still prefer email because I'm very forgetful. And so if it's not in an email, I'm likely to forget it. Like the clients that call me. I'm like, seriously, can you just email me? Because otherwise I'm going to forget that I need to do the thing. Mm. Um, and I have tried like, you know, um, project management stuff where you invite them into it and then you supposedly chat to them through that. 
it never works. They never come into it. So I kind of ended up resorting to as much as I can, keeping everything by email. But if someone needs to share a password with me, I'm going to tell them to do it over iMessage or over the phone. Um, occasionally that will then spark them deciding to continue that conversation in that location, uh, which gets a little bit tricky. So uh, inevitably I have to kind of say, hey, can you just do it by email? And I usually use the excuse. It, it helps me because then it stays in my inbox until I've done the thing. Whereas if you text me, once I've looked at that text, I don't have any reminder to go back to that right. text. And I can't remember to go look at my text, my Facebook and my everything um, every day. So that's my way of kind of getting people back to email where I can. That's my overall policy, but we'll come back to some other things later on. Do you, uh, what do you guys do? You fellas, what's your policy? Uh, very similar, kind of what Sarah said sometimes you have to meet the client where they're at. So if, if they're a yeah. texter and it's like, that's the only way to really communicate with them because they just are not good with emails and it takes way too long, then sometimes that's what you have to do. But overall, I try to, to stay away from text messaging. I like having clear boundaries and sticking with email. Um, so yeah, very similar to, to what Sarah said, but again, like I've had clients where it's like emailing is just not the way to do it. You either have to call yeah. them or text them and, and stuff like that. But what I try to do is I try not to let clients just call me out of the blue. Like I won't answer it. Like I absolutely won't answer it. I'll listen to the voicemail and then I'll get back to them later. So what I prefer is having a client like schedule a call. Like I don't like doing yeah. like calls out of the blue. Like I hate it more than anything, <laughs> but it's like, obviously sometimes you have to do a call, but let's schedule it. That way I can plan around it. See, that's the hardest thing, isn't it? It's going from having your head in the box, trying to work out maybe a complex problem. And then the phone rings and you yeah. think I've really got to answer this because it's a number I don't know. So you might have numbers plugged into yeah. your phone with all your clients add contact every single time. Um, and as soon as that phone rings, you think, well, I better, better answer it. It's our business number. And you answer it and it's somebody saying, oh, I was thinking of having a website. And then you've got to switch <laughs> into a completely yeah. different mode. And it's, yeah. and it's, and that I think is one of the hardest things we've had. I don't know what's happened here, here in the UK over the last couple of weeks or so, but everybody's woken up um, and people are uh, getting quotes right, left and center. So we've been taking a lot of phone calls lately. And that's great. That's great for business. But when you're trying to, to, to get your head down and, and work, you can't just have it go to voicemail because they'll just ring someone else. So um, I still think that the principal way to communicate is still the telephone and then email. It, out of all of the things, the telephone yeah. for me is the, the smartphone, the telephone, whatever you want to call it, um, is still the best way. Talk to clients, talk to people. You'll get the very, very best information from them. And you'll hear it in the tone as well, because some of the clients I've had in, in the last few years have got uh, email is, is really weird. They'll email you like they'll email you the question in this, in the subject line, or they'll uh, have a very sort of clipped way of speaking in the email because they're really busy. So you can't really understand. You've asked them a question or you might have sent them this long email about things that you're going to do and um, things, questions they need to answer. And ultimately it ends up with you having to phone them and call them. 
Um, you'll get slightly more sometimes by texting or from messenger, but ultimately uh, for me, it all starts with a phone call. Nice. So where yeah. do they get your number? So uh, on the web, from the website. So um, we use um, Google, Google voice as well. So that that's really great because wherever we are, um, we can, we can pick that up. We don't have a great reception area for mobile phones. So even though I'll have put my mobile phone in my email, um, people sometimes try and ring that and leave messages and stuff like that. I always point them back to the, website. <laughs> the way you, the way you turned your head when you said that, like you were looking out, like we don't really have much of a reception area. I thought you meant like, <laughs> like there. a waiting room. Like you don't have like your office. The receptionist has been well, out we, sick all week. We, no, we've there. been in our so because of the lockdown, we haven't been in our office since December. So we have. Um, it was very late December where we finally came out of it. I've gone all blurry, and mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we haven't gone back. So even though um, there's 24 million people that have now been vaccinated, we're still in we're still in lockdown. Um, there's a few things that have started to open up a little bit. Um, but I think everybody's been really, really careful this time about, uh, returning to, to a workplace. So it's Google voice has been, been amazing, um, for us. Um, and any voice over IP, um, type service, I would, I would recommend, um, as long as it's a reliable one, Google voice has been, been really good. I mean, it's an interesting question. thought, right? Because, um, I have my mobile number on the website and that's how my clients contact me is through my mobile. But I have noticed I'm getting a lot of spam emails lately, which um, I don't know if that's because it's on the website or that's just general. And it has made me think maybe it's time to have a business phone number um, and the best way to approach that. But it does make me think perhaps it's time for a business phone number for that very reason that, yeah. you know, it's harder that's to know thing. whether to answer the call or not. Yeah. Um, because you don't know if it's a business thing or even I often answer the phone, hi, this is Sarah, and people get thrown like, oh, sorry, um, did I call Endure? And so I'm thinking, oh, should I be answering the phone like, hi, this is Endure Web Studios? Yes, you should, so yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it, it is I, funny because you go, I've, I pick up the phone and I say, hi, Mike speaking, what design pro? <laughs> because you forget, it's just something that you do, but you should yeah. absolutely do that. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think so it's really do important. You, what's on your voicemail? Do you say your business name in your voicemail outgoing message? Me, I don't. I just say it's Sarah. I, I just haven't really thought about this kind of stuff. Leave a message after I the beep in case anybody doesn't know how to do a voicemail. <laughs> I know, right? I love getting voicemails. Like I often don't answer the phone, but during the day when it's a random number, I will answer it because I'm not sure if it's for business, you know, if someone's trying to inquire. But if it's out of hours, as soon as we hit, usually even three o'clock, as soon as we hit three o'clock, I will not answer the phone. <laughs> you can go to voicemail <laughs> and I'll listen to it. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, so I, I use no Google Voice too. Three. Yeah, that's Google it. Voice no is amazing. Yeah. Uh but I don't, I don't put the it. number on my website. Like the only right. thing on my website is a contact form. Like that's it. That's the only way because try to like eliminate. Primarily, is that for building websites or is that for like. I mean, it is, but I'm, I'm referring to my uh, client services website, but yeah, I currently am not really doing 
uh, client work because I'm focused on the products and courses. But um, even before that was the case, I didn't have my phone number there. Yeah. Okay. Um, just because I don't, I, I just don't like phone calls, and so I'd, I'd rather someone yeah. <laughs> do a, a contact form and then schedule yeah. a call and that sort of thing. Um, Such a freaking I, millennial, Tim. I know. Well, okay, so I, I know. what do you use to schedule your calls? <laughs> do you have like a, a link that you send them to? Because a lot of people use those links rather than like sending five emails backwards and forwards. Hey, I'm free between this time and this time. I'm free between this time and this time. When are you free? And you end up like 10 emails later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I because I'm not doing client work, I'm not using anything for that. But I, I think I was using Calendly at one point, yeah. um, which is mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think part of it is, is a millennial, but I do agree with Mike that in terms of like closing the sale, when it's someone that doesn't know you, like having a phone call, letting them hear your voice and building rapport, like that is crucial for being able to close a deal. So I'm not against phone calls. I'm just against out of the blue phone calls. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I have closed deals where it's like back and forth via email. And then like, we never actually get over, get on the phone and like, they sign the contract, pay the deposit and everything. It's like, wow, I've never even talked to this person on the phone, but that's very rare. Yeah. Uh, I think I've the never, way to do it is, is get on the that. phone or, or in person, but obviously has that's, that, has that never happened to you, Stephanie? I don't think or I've ever not no. talked to someone on the but phone. But you know what? Like as much as you're a millennial, I'm a Gen Xer. Like I, I like all the technology and I like chatting. You know, I don't like, unnecessary phone call. Like, I don't like a, this could have been a text phone call, but I, yeah. at some point when there's enough back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, like this could be a five minute phone call, but instead it's 78 text messages. You know, like I also yeah. sort of go both ways on that where I'm like, Oh my God, can we just speak? And I think it's just yeah. hard to, I feel a lot better in, um, text, textual like if you're in a textual relationship with someone you have to get <laughs> to know them first. sorry can you repeat that please yeah you really should get to know someone first if you're going to be in a textual relationship with them don't you agree <laughs> i don't know what to say no, because it's a bit warm in here yeah because you can't uh <laughs> like you don't read somebody right necessarily until you sort of talk to them a couple of times and then you can get the sense of it and you can almost hear them as you're reading their text messages. But sometimes things don't come across. And I've worked with plenty of people who are lovely human beings, horrendous emailers. Like they come across as jerks. And so there's all these different sort of weird scenarios, but I, I mean, you guys know me. I, well, I don't know if you know this or not. I'm a little, I'm a bit chatty. I'm a bit, I can be a bit chatty. Really? So you I like chatty. To, no, I know, right? It's so weird. But I like to, so I like to have that interaction with a person. I feel like that is good for me and like the relationship building part, especially. Yeah. So I like that. But my my question is like, how how is email still what it I is? Know. Like I cannot I, I cannot get over it. I hate email so much. It's just become such a mess. And it's just yeah. like, how is, I, I think we should do an episode on email management. Actually, I've been, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, Tell sure. me if you guys think that'd be a good idea in the chat, how to like sure. wrangle an inbox. And by this point in 2021, I looked at my clock to see what year it was in 20. And what is it? 2021. <laughs> how is, many, uh, how many, how many email accounts do you have? Like how, how do you control yeah. it all? It's just like, it's become so out of just out of control. And it, I just, oh, it's just too easy to lose things and forget things. And I don't, I, I don't have a good solution, but. I, I 
would be quite fine with, say, WhatsApp being the new thing, except for the fact that I don't want to have 500 things, right? Like I don't want to have emails and WhatsApp and messages and because then I lose it all. If I have mm-hmm. one place, it's not so bad. And so I don't mind if like everybody decides we're going to do WhatsApp or everybody decides and that's fine universally I think everyone has decided email is the thing and so that's why email works if not everybody used email then that wouldn't work um and I noticed this last week that when I went into my business Facebook it asked me did I want to connect WhatsApp to my business account like so that people could message me through WhatsApp and I was like oh what what is this Mm, yeah okay whatever I'll just like go through the process and it made me install a different app on my phone business WhatsApp um, and I was like, whoa. and now I can't like go into my normal WhatsApp. And I was like, I don't understand this. Anyway, what I discovered through that is you can have filters. So you can give people tags. And so basically you can kind of tag and then just look at the filter of like, this is my friends. This is my business. This is my whatever. But you can also add in your business hours. So I know everyone was laughing before, but I, my business hours are nine till three. Technically I often work. Lost you again. Come back. I think you must have a loose wire. Yeah, I think so too. Am I back back now? You are. Okay. I'm not touching anything. So anyway, (laughs) just tell me if I'm gone. But my business, (laughs) you can put it in the business WhatsApp. So I haven't worked out how it all works yet, but it makes me think, it makes me be a lot more open to WhatsApp as a business platform because people can now message straight from Facebook to to my WhatsApp. And like it's kind of WhatsApp's directly. encrypted. I don't know how it works if Facebook's yeah. involved, but the well, encryption on WhatsApp it. is they, nice. Facebook bought WhatsApp. Oh, uh, well, there goes that. So price. that's why it's going that way. <laughs> so Messenger, I would imagine, is going to disappear at some point. The advantage with oh. WhatsApp is you don't have to have a Facebook account to have a WhatsApp account, whereas Messenger has been this tricky thing. If you want to leave Facebook, you're kind of stuffed. And so I think that's why they've bought WhatsApp. But um it just makes me more open to WhatsApp as an option of staying in contact with clients, potentially, maybe. And I do like the idea of the quick back and forward. What I hate with those platforms is when they can see when you've read a message. It feels icky. It feels invasive. And then they expect, like, why haven't you responded to me? That stuff I hate and I need to work out settings and things like that. That's it. Having to switch those read receipts off. And yeah. Sarah is typing and mm-hmm. you know yeah. It, it, yeah that whole thing is is it's quite nice with friends and things like that because then you know it kind of know when things are coming to an end when you get the big blue thumbs up you know that the conversation's over <laughs> yeah and, and i think that's the, that's the thing and why email will never be obsolete or in, unless something that can fully replace it because i feel like those are great for conversations and while marketers are definitely jumping on board and using it for uh, marketing purposes and, and like there's messenger bots and stuff like that. Um, I still feel like email is it's such, it's like the backbone of internet communications and having a place where you can open something and read it. And it's not just, I mean, yes, you, it can be conversational, but it's not just for that purpose. And so you can get like business, you can get receipts there, stuff like that. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't, I personally don't see email going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but it's funny yeah. how a culture with email and the culture with messaging is different, isn't it? The culture mm-hmm. with email is that 
you have time to breathe. You have time to, to think about your response. The culture with messaging is the word instant. It's mm -hmm. people thinking that because they've messaged you, why haven't you messaged me back? Why did you get my message? They know you've got their message. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, exactly. it's not it's not the classic. Did you get my email? Because that could have gone into some sort of uh, ISP black hole somewhere or somebody's spam or whatever. But nine times out of 10, the message arrives. So it is a it is a different culture email. And I think that's because it's breathable. Um, I think it's um, it just gives gives people a little bit more comfort, a little bit more time. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, what about using social social media? I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't think of WhatsApp as a social media thing. I think more like, but what about Facebook Messenger or like Instagram messages, things like that? Do you guys use those for okay. business? So my, my cousin is a photographer and he has a really big uh, Instagram presence, like hundreds of thousands of followers. And so he gets photography work through Instagram and that's his main- mode of communication with the clients. I think at some point it, it might transition to uh, phone and then potentially email to like sign contracts and stuff like that. But like mm. it's Instagram is essentially his lead generation. Um, and so, and then, yeah, he does have communication going back and forth and stuff too. So I personally don't, but I don't use Instagram for business. Um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, but Facebook yeah, messenger, I think it's, it depends. It would be a good way to receive work, right? But then you want to transition them to somewhere totally. else. Like I yeah. think I think any of these platforms is a good way to initiate conversation or if there's a particular reason, like you're getting a password or whatever, and you say, can you like text that to me because it's encrypted or can you WhatsApp that me that or, sorry, not text, iMessage. If you have an iPhone to iPhone, then it's encrypted. Is um, it really? But is yes, it really it is. though? Yes, I message. Yeah. Okay. It's the least right, invasive. To... I was so uh, talking. I message is, but but you inevitably, whether it's for a reason, whether you are just starting the conversation, or whether it's for a reason because you're grabbing a password or whatever, at some point they're going to feel more comfortable. Oh, this is a way that I can contact them. It's a nice, quick, like way that I can get in touch. And you, I think inevitably you need to have that conversation. And whether you use an excuse, like I tend to use an excuse of, hey, can we just move this back over to email because it's just simpler for me if all our stuff is in email because then I can search through it when I'm trying to find back in a part of the conversation. Or whether you like have to officially make a boundary and say for us to be chatting, I generally keep personal conversations in messages. I just need to get that password. like, Or you just stop responding. The other thing that I tend to... So audio is going out again. I'm so sorry to tell you that. God. It's, it's got to be your Zoom instead, huh? It's just blinking out. Like we could, we're still getting it. You can still. We used talking. to have a guy in the UK. He was a comedy artist. His name was Norman Collier, and he used to do that for as a comedy act. Like just <laughs> with, stop just talking. Like, just going, just move his lips. Sarah, if you're doing anyway. this as a comedy routine. <laughs> I feel I'm like not. you could do better. Uh, yeah, okay. If you can hear me, I'll keep talking. You can. Um, <laughs> but uh, like essentially if someone keeps calling you and you don't want them to call you, my general policy is I just will stop answering their phone calls and then I'll respond by email. So I'll just kind of, I'll listen to their voicemail and then I'll write back an email and say, hey, I got your voicemail, blah, 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 blah. And eventually they learn. Like if you keep responding, even they could send you a text and you could just respond by email and say, hey, got your text. 
keeping things in email because then everything's all together. And it doesn't have to be a big deal, but you just no. have to teach them if that's an the way elegant, that you want to keep It's everything. an elegant way to do it. And it doesn't make somebody feel bad or like it doesn't make you be bossy or anything like yeah. that. It's just a nice, elegant way. And usually that's people why- will apologize and you just say, it's okay. I'm just, it's just simpler for my brain if everything is in this uh-huh. one place. The, uh, that's why this episode is called managing your client communications, because that's, that's really like, it's up to us. We get to decide how they communicate with us and we get, and we are in charge. Like if, if you have people calling you at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, like it it really is your fault. (laughs) You know, it's not the client's fault. Like it's because you've allowed that behavior to escalate to that point. So you really can't get mad at the client in that situation. So all of these things sort of play into that. And it, and if you answer the phone, you especially cannot be mad at them for calling because you're just reinforcing their behavior. And it's, and it's important to reinforce those hours as well. Those hours of, uh, of business, uh, when you are, when you are open, you, if you choose to email someone at seven in the evening, that's, that's down to you. You don't even have to necessarily have to respond to the reply. If they reply at that point, um, yeah. You might just be catching up and you might just put that in the header of your email saying, like, I'm not, I don't normally ring, email you at seven at night, um, but I just wanted to let you know about such and such um, piece of work that we've been doing for you. Um, hope that's okay. And we'll catch up tomorrow. So it's kind of just sort of re-establishing, re, re, reaffirming those hours, reaffirming what your your core hours are so that people contact you during the course of the day and don't you don't have that disturbance in the evening and you do get that time away from it. Cause that's an important part of it as well. But yeah, the way you can always, other... sorry, Tim. sorry to interrupt. You can always sneak in the, 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 yeah, I'm heading out of the office, but just wanted to, to give you a quick update before I leave, you know, kind oh, of... you're always <laughs> heading out of the office when I ring. <laughs> yeah. But uh, another thing, thing on that you can that do is schedule too... emails. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, sorry. You can do that <laughs> with Google <laughs> suite. You can, you can schedule it. You used to have to get like a, a Gmail app, but now it's built right into uh, Gmail, Google suite where you can, you can schedule it. So have it go, yeah, go so out sh- the next morning. Schedule it for like the next day at 9am or whatever. And then it's good. If you need to get it out of your brain, then you've, you've got the email ready to go and it's just going to send, but it's going to send the next day. I think it's tricky though, because there are occasions where you do need to email out of hours. Like it's one of those things where it's not hard and fast. And there are occasions where you have to break your own rules. But the important thing is once that event is over, that you go back that you don't just let that, it's a little bit like scope creep, right? Like things can slip in. There's a reason for it at the time, but then you need to pull things right back and go back to the way that you always do them. And whether you just make yourself do that intentionally or whether you have to actually officially say, oh, like, I know I was, you know, messaging you out of hours while that thing was happening, but just letting you know, I'm going to go back to not answering your calls after whatever time, <laughs> yeah. um, whether it has to be official or not, usually try the slot, like the just natural version first. And if they keep contacting you out of hours, then you might need to say something, but most people understand, like there's a reason so. that sometimes yeah. you're going to break your own rules. I think it becomes re- even harder when you're trying to run an international business as well. So it's okay for local. Yeah. Um, but the minute you you cross time zones, um, I I know that we um, we struggled with some clients in the US purely because of time. 
um and that five it's hours racist. why do you hate me? it's not racist <laughs> five <laughs> hours to the east east coast and the eight to the west is um you know there's those are big time differences for for, for working uh, and um even even with the east coast it was um we found ourselves having a sort of three hour three to four hour window to be able to speak to our clients and um and sometimes that's just not enough for them. So then what you end up doing is you end up very easily accommodating that. And so your day becomes extended. Of course, you, I could choose to start late. I mean, we can choose to, to work whenever we want to work. But um, I think if you start to think internationally, you have to think about time zones as well. And you have to think about your, your business and perhaps thinking about um, other people that you may work with that could help support you. Um, and support your business so that's when you're you're growing your business anyway but I think if you're going to go down that road of not serving locally um, then you really need to think about um, what that means it is it's a real challenge I have um, I I make great use of calendar scheduling apps and they just automatically schedule zooms I have one for my marketing company sweet tea and I have a separate thing for focus WP and the re and I have to have it in two separate platforms because you can't connect a zoom account to like two calendly accounts because they cancel each other oh, out every right. whichever one you're lo logged into will be the only one that works out, like ask me how i figured that out like the hard way is the answer <laughs> and so i had um so i use book like a boss for sweet tea because i got it on sumo at lifetime and then i use calumly on uh for focus rep but um i've recently been trying to sort of manage my calendar a little bit tighter as far as like when i i was just getting myself so overbooked with so many meetings and things so i'm trying to really tighten that up but this this international situation really is something to think about and i i have like even from earlier i have on my, one of well, one of my sort of boilerplate uh, scheduling things, it says like, pick a time that suits you. If, if you don't see a time that works, sorry, Australia, in parentheses, like call me because I, I can't open up my calendar to the world yeah. to call me at nine o'clock at night. But like, if we're working together, like I'll make that work. Like I don't have strict hours. I mean, I don't start before 10 because I am a night owl. I know, but, uh, but like last night I worked till 3.45 AM. So, you know, like I'm just all yeah. over the place and I'm notorious for sending emails. Like the schedule send is really good, but you can't schedule Slack messages, which I hate. So poor Tom, he gets like, and he's not no. a night out. He has like his, he's like a eight to six kind of guy, or eight to five, whatever it is, you know? And he, um, so he like always feels obligated to respond to me. So a lot of times I'll be mm. like, if I'm getting some work done, he'll have to turn notifications like off. Like I just, I know. Well, he, off. I do. He's like, when he's like, if it's, you know, like nine o'clock or something, it's not like it's late. Like I'm keeping him up, but maybe he's just watching TV or something. You know how it is. You just respond back. But I'll, yeah. I'll say to him, like, I'm working. I'm going to be sending you things. No need to respond. <laughs> it's like, just ignore it till, till you're back yeah. at your desk, you know, because a lot of times find... it's not urgent. Do you not find the following day when you've been up till quarter to four in the morning that 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 day is like blown for you? 
or are you look are how you quite sparkly and happy how I am do you right do now? it like, i could not yeah. do that i'd be, I'd be... <laughs> i'm telling you what between the hours of like midnight and 4 a.m i get more done than i do in like two full days of like daylight hours like i'm just i'm a machine that's when my brain works and it's the most inconvenient brain type you can possibly have but so you're building up you're building up tonight you know what to you your... should do yeah. You should just time. work with exclusively Australian clients and then yeah. you'll be fine because you'll be in their business hours. I know. It'd be perfect. I should, It'd be I an, should, yeah. an adopted Aussie. <laughs> uh-huh. When I lived, I lived in California for a while and I loved dealing with, I did some like technical support for uh, the software company and I, I would love to all having like most of my clients from the East coast. Cause it would be like, it'd be, oh wait, did I say it backwards? Yeah. 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 When I'm on the East coast and I had, I did live out there, but this way is better because it's like for them, they're getting up at nine, starting the day and it's noon for me. And I'm like, good morning. Like I'm just waking up too. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of had to do the opposite. So being in California, when I had at sales jobs, we'd have to get to the office super early in order to hit the <sighs> East coast in, you know, with calls and stuff. And so uh, to more to match, but yeah, being on the flip side of that, it's yeah. like, Oh, West coast is j- just waking up. It's 10 AM. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. I love it. So, um, okay. So what other kind of communication, uh, Sarah mentioned a little bit at the beginning, this is something I wanted to bring up, like sort of bring back around mm-hmm. is using other systems to try and get your client <laughs> on board. And I like, I get the point of it. I do like, yeah. I get like what, what we're all trying to like, it's the dream it, and in theory, it would make their life easier too. But guys, I hate to be the one to break this to you. Like they're not going to do it. No, they're just well, not, it's not going to happen. Unless I think there's, uh, there's times where it can work, uh, for, but yeah, I agree for your everyday project, typical website, typical yeah. client. No, it's just a lost cause. But if it's a really big website, like a massive website with a ton of content or a ton of products or whatever it may be. And uh, there's going to be a lot of kind of back and forth and stuff like that. It can, it can be good if, if there's going to be kind of uh, some, I guess, regular back and forth and like approving content, you know, different things like that. And if Not they're technically like savvy, be, like, yeah, exactly. And it, it, it really helps is if, that if they already storm, have something right? that they're using and then you can yeah. jump on board with that opposed What's to trying to teach them something new. Like, Asana, like Asana is probably a common one that um, other businesses can tend to use. So, you know, you can jump on. I had a client where um, I was actually using Asana. I was really into it. And then I convinced him and he came on board and it was great. And then he had his whole team on it. So they were all like putting stuff in there, which was great. And then I left Asana (laughs) (laughs) and then he was still using it. So I just used it when I was doing stuff with him and that worked really well. So like there are occasions, so they could put up jobs that they needed me to work on. um, And then I could respond to them in there. And it was like multiple people could kind of see what was going on or if I needed to ask one person rather than the other person, it was great. Like it, it worked really well, but it took him coming into Asana because I had said, well, this is what I use. Why don't you try it for it to actually work really well? That's definitely the minority of cases. I have tried, I swear I have tried all of them. Like 
all of them. And I've tried to like do induction videos. So like show them, this is how you like log into it. And this is what it'll look like when you log in and then you'll find your thing here. And they don't even watch the video. Like they Uh -uh. don't even try. Like even the ones that I think are going to be the ones who will get on board with this thing. They don't even like log into the thing ever. And then they just do email you and you think, well, what is the point? Like it's going to work if it's going to work. And maybe there's a good reason, like Tim said, like there is this project and you just know email is not going to work for this project. Well, maybe they're going to be motivated enough to then do it. But unless it really matters, I just don't think it's worth the effort because they're not going to join you. I was one of those terrible clients. I worked with a coach for a while and he had, he used teamwork, which is very reputable. It's a huge, I mean, it's, it's a great program. Theoretically, I like, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. I was that terrible client. I'm like, yeah. And I just text you. I was like, <laughs> it was just horrible. I hate, I could never find what I want. It's something to do also with like when we're in it every day and using yeah, it for multiple different. things, it's so much yeah. easier. It's more second nature, but to have to like adopt a whole, I just feel like everybody, we're so inundated with so much communication yeah. that I think, to, I think it's not so much what the platform is, is just that it's an additional. Yeah, place to have and it's the way your brain works station. right yeah for sure yeah it's like, like a radio I, f- I find i try lots of different to-do list applications and mm-hmm. in the end it's about the way your brain works like everybody can tell you oh this one is the one this one is the one this one is the one it's the one for them because that's the way their brain works but just because it works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you and it's the same with right. your clients like you can't expect just because you are managing projects in a particular way that that's the way your clients are going to be able to understand that and so unless you magically happen to be using one that works in the way their brain works it's going to be an uphill battle for them which is just going to be harder for you working with them yeah, For sure. I, I totally agree. It's how your brain works, but then also taking the time to be consistent and intentional about it because like forming yeah. new habits is super hard and it takes a long <laughs> time to do that. Uh, and so, I mean, that's why like, uh, I, I think the older you are and the more kind of like, uh, stuck in your ways, I guess. <laughs> like, uh, that's why you see like really young kids, like the, the, the Gen Zers, like adopting TikTok super quickly. It's like they're young and everything, but people that have been using it, like even me, like I, I feel too old for TikTok. I'm like, I want to learn a new platform. I'm like, no, that's stupid. What? Those dancing videos out, Tim. <laughs> yeah. No, no dancing videos for me. Wait, Not my do you thing. use, do you use Snapchat? No, no. Oh, I stopped Snapchat Instagram. Snapchat was the one. You stopped. Yeah, I got Instagram yeah, and I'm too. like, no more. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Because <laughs> the because um, in, uh, Snapchat was the one. It was really interesting. It's completely off topic. Sorry, but I guess it's still communication, right? Yeah. So it Snapchat well, was specifically sort of. designed to be non-intuitive because of that reason. Did you know this? I mean, maybe it's a rumor, but this is what I heard. So like in every other app, like if you're in a message or something and you want to go to the message list or the people, you would go to the left. And then on this app, it's to the right. Like it's specifically non-intuitive because they were like keeping I out want the, the old people, the boomers. <laughs> <laughs> That's, funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. And, and so I think that like that goes with 
project management with to-do lists, like Sarah said, uh, it's mm-hmm. yeah, how your, your brain works and kind of the way you think, but then also like, you have to be super intentional, like, okay, I'm going to use this yeah. to-do list and like really focus on it and like be intentional about yeah. it. Otherwise you're going to forget about it and it's not going to be comfortable. It's like yeah. getting to the point where it becomes second nature, whether that's messaging, you know, project management, whatever to where it's just, yeah. it feels comfortable. Yeah. The other um, communication tool is Zoom, of course, and uh, yeah. Microsoft Teams. Teams um, is is very popular in in corporate because it, it integrates with all of the other Microsoft products as well. So, you know. Um, well, I guess another point is like Loom. I know Loom is not actually interacting with someone, but I make Loom videos all the time for clients, like constantly for clients. If someone asks me a question. I will make a loom for them for the people I'm working with. I'll make a loom for them. And they're just really quick ones. They're quick and dirty ones where they're not like polished or anything, but they're just like, Mm -hmm. this is what I mean. I mean, this thing needs to go over to this place here and this should look like this. And I can talk through and use the mouse and like loom is definitely (laughs) something that I'm using all the time. My folks have a real estate company and uh, they just hired some new staff. Hallelujah. Cause now take, cause now I don't have to be there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> their marketing technology, everything, whatever. And anyway, so like there was a couple little issues, just t- tiny little things. And I did a loom. My dad was talking about it for three days. He was like, that was amazing. Did you guys see yeah. this? You should see this video. <laughs> it was just like a dumb screen share. Like this is the wrong color. Hey, could you switch this running or whatever? It was so funny. And I'm like, how do you not know what this is? It's like, that's one of those things too, that we, I think just take for granted that we can just yeah. do a super quick and easy screen share, email them a link, boom, just like that. And it's Clients free and positive done. Feedback. Like, oh. all the time about looms like oh that was so helpful that you did yeah. that i just so, love it so much and i think <laughs> video communication is so big getting- what about uh what about video emails and video messaging like that or is anybody dipping a toe in there i am what do you I mean like it. so there's all these apps out there like bonjoro is one that you've maybe heard of and uh nope. like bomb bomb is one there's um nope. Tell me what these are. (laughs) Yeah, keep going, Stephanie. Uh, Okay, Boomer. I'm going to make that Boomer joke again now in reverse, (laughs) even though you're way younger than me. So, uh, and now then uh, AppSumo just had three of them on, which of course I bought all of, but I did return one. And (laughs) there's Warm Welcome, SendSpark, and QuickPage. But anyhow, the concept is that you record a little video uh, directly to people and then you send them an email or a text or whatever it is. And it takes the first few seconds and makes a little GIF out of it. So it's like, Hey, you know, whatever. And they, then they open it, play it and they're getting huge response. They're like the open rates are huge. Like ev- people they'll respond to me too. I mean, I haven't done tons of it, but they'll respond back and be like, that was so great. Thank you. You know, like people love it, even people in the industry. So it's really, that's been kind of a, that's been kind of a cool so thing. So its only advantage right? over Loom is that it does a little GIF, yeah? It's totally different than Loom. Like I, if I still send Loom videos, this is like for communication. Like I could, like if somebody signs up for, you know, we have that thing on our site to like get a free pair of 3D glasses. I'll mail you 3D glasses. And so people sign up and then I'll send them a little video message. I'll be like, hey, here's your envelope. It's coming in the mail, you know, join our Facebook group. you know, whatever kind of a thing. And it's just a way to communicate with people in a video way. So that's not necessarily like project communication, but that's like communicating more so in a sales uh, way, I would think. Yeah. But that all comes down to how you 
professionalize what you do, isn't it? So when you're buying those AppSumo apps, you're sitting there thinking, I can use this and I'm going to use it in this way. So as long as you, you feel like you're going to get use from it, you've, take, you've gone from something that you didn't do three years ago to something that you're going to now establish as part of your business and you're trying to professionalize it. So when we've tried all of these different project management tools, all we're trying to do is to create efficiencies for ourselves so that we can professionalize what we do. So just like Sarah was saying earlier about uh, whatever flavor of project management tool that you've used or one that actually sits with you for me ClickUp is the is the, finally it was like you know being in a desert and finding an oasis it was like oh finally found something that works for me and and then i found out that there was quite a few other people like stephanie that also use ClickUp and it it worked for her as well and then some other people that I know. Um, that Not exactly an in. oasis for me, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, something to help. It, I'm it, trying, it was, Tom. I'm trying. I promise. Yeah, but I think that it's kind of like um, because they have um, they're very clever at the way that they build like extensions into it. So if you buy certain um, uh, like the business deal or um, you know their package, then you get the mind maps um built in as well so you can start mind maps and all of these things are all ways to communicate so the professionalizing it is the professional contract that you send out so thinking about that's communication the email that goes with it that's communication templating that trying to template your contract as much as possible to to create time for yourself and then perhaps if you want to go down the route of inviting a guest to your project management tool um, for the work you're going to do, that's professionalizing it. And then there was one tool that we've used recently, which we've talked about in Divi Chat in the last few weeks, which is markup.io, which yep. we now use all the time. So yeah. it's it's every client will send you a link and they're actually going in and they're actually um, using it, which says to, it speaks the world about how good that is as, an, as an application. I, I actually was going to bring that up. Mike Miro mentioned too um, in the chat. How about things like WP Feedback Project Huddle? I would include um, Markup.io. For those who don't know what those programs do, you put um, you. It's either a bit of code or a plugin you add to to a website, or in the case of Markup.io, you just add a link, and it will grab your website or images. Like so, I use it for even. Um, like web page layouts to get feedback on the designs. And then they go in and the mouse turns into a little plus sign and wherever you click, it opens up a text box and they can leave a comment. And it has been fabulous for us to, to use that as well for lots of different ways of getting. So that's a great way of client communication that has been also really useful. And what was the other one I was thinking of? Oh, other ones like... Um, does anybody use client snare? Content snare. Content, Content snare. snare. James oh, is right. Yeah. James Rose is. Uh, Jimmy Rose. Yeah, he's yeah. he was on a year or so ago. He's another Aussie. He, he's he done a lot of cool things, but he, he was on the episode about automation, if you want to go back oh, and check yeah. it out. But but yeah. he- um, I had a really big client who they were already using Content Snare. So they were oh, using wow. a content writer who happened to like Content Snare. And so she had already, and it was a massive project, like absolutely massive. And it was really good for that because- yeah. 
I was able to, she could update it and I could work on it. And that was great. But I reckon if you're using, if you're doing like a five page website, I just feel yeah. like it's overkill for that. But like yeah, this was hundreds is. of pages and for that, it was perfect. It was amazing. Yeah. I, I like, I wish I had a use case for it. Cause I think it's yeah. really well done. Like I think what he's created is really awesome, yeah. but I just, that isn't my particular hang up in my yeah. project. I think for content typically. writers, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and if you're working with a content writer, then it's kind of the perfect col- collaboration. Um, but if you're not a content writer or it's just a small website, it just, it feels like it's a bit too much for what you need. And I think coming back to communication as well, we, we, uh, got a particularly good client and we thought, oh, I know what we would do. We use Slack. That's a great way to communicate with them. And it, it just, it was, oh, it was, it was hell and not because Slack, (laughs) no, it was not nothing to do with Slack. Slack is excellent. It's not a not me dissing slack it's because um, it's constant communication it, it was it was all the time and it, it, that's where we come back yeah. to emailing again because of this instant messaging yep. with this reading things and uh and then and they were having just conversations have an expectation well. in any of those apps that they suddenly are allowed to communicate at any time and they yep. expect that they will receive and it's not re- even about you or it's not about the it's about they've learned that that platform means something different whereas yep. email still has a boundary a rough boundary yep. it's got looser but mm-hmm. it's still got a slight boundary around it that you, any of the messenger apps slack whatsapp totally agree messenger yeah. text message any of them they have this expectation that they should at least receive an acknowledgement that you have seen what they sent to you no yeah. matter the time and i think that's where it's icky and tricky when we shut that down when we finally co- completed that project <laughs> i just couldn't wait i said that's it no more slack slack is mm-hmm. out <laughs> i've i've yeah. had some clients in there more so colleagues or like people that were working on projects with in slack yeah but i have had a couple clients and it's been it's been great it's been really nice for me because again i hate email like and for a lot of clients it's like oh are we having that meeting today oh yeah it got pushed a half hour blah 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 I would so much rather have that in a Slack message than, yeah. but I did have one like that, Mike. And he was just like, my anxiety levels were yeah. at a high level because yeah. it was constant messaging. Yeah. And, and again, it is like, whose fault is it? It's our fault. We, we don't train yeah. them right. Or we, you know, we respond yeah, there's to There's nothing that wrong with so the quickly, application, but- right? Like, like you say, if it's working with someone that you're working with, it's amazing. But it's that thing of, if you're going to bring someone into it, you have to tr- teach them like, yep. this is the way we're going to communicate. It's going to work really great. But just so you know, I'm not going to reply to you quickly. Like, it's almost yeah. like you have to be blunt right at the start yeah. in yeah. saying, this yeah. is a really Set, great platform. Managing expectations. Yeah. It's but a business relationship. I will not be replying to you instantly. Yeah. I will be doing yeah. it during business hours. And if I'm not replying to you, it's because I'm focusing on my work with some... Yeah. Oh, I met this a graphic designer once and she, she said to me, she's just super blunt with clients. And she says... I don't answer phone calls. And the reason I don't answer phone calls is because when I'm working, I want to focus on what I'm working on. So if I don't answer your phone call, it's not because I'm being rude to you. It's because I am giving the client that I'm working on my 100% focus. And so when I'm working on your project, I will be 100% focused on your project, which is why I don't answer phone calls. So I think like whether it's Slack or whether it's phone calls, you can sound super blunt, but you can do it in a way of saying, in order for me to do my best work for you, I will reply to you when I'm not doing 
other work. And that may mean it's sporadic. That may mean I don't get back to you quickly. Or it could be that thing of like, I check my Slack messages twice a day. <laughs> like I yeah. will respond to you at those times. Like you can be blunt, but still do it in a way that makes you look super professional as well. Yeah. I love that. Cause that's basically what I do. I've just never been upfront and told the yeah. client that, which I think is, is probably a good thing to do is, is just be yeah. like, Hey, look, this is the way I work. I don't answer phone calls, send me an email. We'll schedule a call or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it's not because I'm calls. a douchebag. It's because I'm trying to do really good focused work. I'm just super organized. Maybe it would be a good thing to have included in like onboarding materials, you know, like to have it mm -hmm. stated yeah. someplace. I have a bit like at the bottom of my email, but I don't reckon anyone reads it. But at the bottom of my welcome email, that's like, hey, we're so excited to work with you. Like, this is mm -hmm. what's going to happen. This is what I yep. need from you. Yep. The best way to contact me. And then yep. it says, I work between nine and three. You can email me or you know and I kind of put the information in there like I have these other people working with me but they work at night time so the best way to get communication is to me between nine and three but I don't reckon people read it <laughs> but it's so there. it's there though so then if yeah. someone says like you know why you don't you ever answer my calls blah, blah, blah. yeah you, know? you can yeah. say well like I, I did send this to you blah 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 like this is just the way I work you know yeah, yeah. Uh, one so of my video apps has a video bubble in the signature I can't wait to put that in if anybody needs once an email, let me know. And it's going to be a little video bubble of me talking. And then when you open it up, it's going to be like, Hey, I suck at email. If you have, <laughs> if I haven't responded yet, please shoot me a text or a Facebook messenger. We're going to have to see that when that's done. Yeah. Yeah. Have to see that actually reminds me. Uh, like just be straight know. up with people too, really, you know, have you guys ever done audio messages? Like, so through like iMessage, for example, you yes. can send audio messages, Sometimes. which I, I've never been been big on it. My wife actually, because we have a seven month old, and then my wife's sister has a three month old, and so they started like oh, all day wow, long that's so when cute. when they yeah. used to be texting. Now they're just sending each other audio messages because it's just so yeah. much easier. It's one finger, yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> it's two. no no. Me texting and my best and... friend do that. We audio message every day to each other. And it's because you're not always free at the same time. And so you can just like, mm -hmm. we send like a five minute message. Hey, what are you up to? This is what my day's like. This is what's been happening. It's great. Awesome. But I wouldn't, I don't, I haven't done it with a client. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't think it would work that well with the client. I feel like you have to be like pretty close with someone for it to be. Yeah. <laughs> be the advantage of an audio message over a text is you get um, voice tone of voice, Intonation. which I think Intonation. the disadvantage with messages, and I've noticed this with people I'm starting to work with, like I'll write a message and then I'll read it back and I'll go, that sounded super blunt or that sounded really horrible. Yeah. But my yeah. tone of voice internally was like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? Like, that's terrible. But and it's like, it oh my gosh, how did that happen? <laughs> Yeah. And it, like, it makes me sound like an, like really horrible. And it, then I have to go to emojis and I kind of suck at mm -hmm. emojis, but with, at least with voice messages, the advantage is that, you know, you can be saying something and they get your full tone of voice, which I think is what messages really miss out on. And totally. I need to get better at emojis to at least communicate. This is me talking in a happy tone. Yeah. That's I feel what like I emojis are the new punctuation. Like, I feel like no, they, they, are they really me. are. We need more though. 
there used to be a lot of stigma around emojis within professional communications and people would say, yeah. oh, it's unprofessional and blah, blah, blah. But I think because you can capture the tone and stuff like that, yeah. like the, the emotion, like literally, then it can be really effective. Um, and yeah, it can just kind of keep your, your emails lighter, more friendly yeah. and whatever. But there are some annoying. You know, I, what was the? What was the app? It was, uh, that was the voice. It was voice only back and forth. That was, um, Marco Polo or something like that. There was a little, and there was Voxer. Remember Voxer? It was like a walkie talkie kind of, but it was a text. No. Are you guys even geeks at all? Too Are young. you kidding me? I don't know. <laughs> My goodness. That feels like, do you so guys remember? It's ones- like a little square thing. And then you yeah. would like call the number and then you send them a page. <laughs> <laughs> was that an old joke? Because <laughs> it was a technology joke. Oh, okay. Because I was about pagers. I never did have a pager, but I always wanted one. Anyway, uh, so this app, it was funny. So, like on Messenger, you can be typing and sending GIFs and emojis and all this stuff, and then do like a quick little voice message, right? Or same with on your phone. If you have iPhone or whatever, you know, you can just, say, but on this app, it was voice only. And so I would like be talking and I would want to be like, Ha, 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 ha. Like, I don't know how to communicate. Like, the, <laughs> if it's just little quick snippets, I'm like, I need an emoji. You try like, to do an emoji. Face. Yeah. Like, or like, <laughs> LOL. You know, like, I, I was like, it's I was like what's happening to me? I can't communicate. I know, but it was just like such quick little snippets back and yeah. forth. And when you're talking, or like, if somebody says something funny and you get it and you listen and you're like, ha, 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 and then you go to talk, it's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, there's no, you know, there's, <laughs> It was like the gap because it's not like a real com- conversation. Yeah. Right. Because, so, yeah, yeah, you might have laughed in the moment when you read it. But then when you're I saying did, something yeah. back, yeah. it's just like, what do I do there? Yeah. So it's like yeah. a stunted conversation. It, it That was like that for me. But I like it for just like little things or sometimes my phone is just get tired, you know? Yeah. Speaking of old people, uh, if you guys see, this is completely off topic, too, but how old like. The, it's a like an age test is to hand somebody a phone and ask them to send a text message and if they use their first finger this is my this is my parents <laughs> on their phones <laughs> and it always goes like way up in the air to swipe it too and they swipe way up and they type with their, yeah type with their first fingers yeah anyway this is flown by and i feel like there's lots more we could talk about we're already to our limit does anybody want to just wrap up with a couple final thoughts i've got one more quick? i've got one more just for Drop it on us, mike so us with it. um Another way of communicating, create yourself a subdomain of your uh, main domain, call it support. Oh, yeah. Create a WordPress, yeah, yeah, web, WordPress website. Use uh, awesome support plugin, I think it's called. Hmm. Tim uh, would know all about support stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah we didn't I even touch awesome on that. Support. It is we wasted awesome way support. too much time talking about phone calls at the beginning. Yeah, and, it's, and, and then you can introduce <laughs> your clients to um, going yeah. to your – uh, create yourself a nice little Divi website um, and um, you introduce your clients to communicating via that. You then get an yeah. email from them. You can communicate via that awesome support. We've used it. We've used it with a couple of clients. It works really, really they well. They do it? Because, They'll actually do yeah, it? Yeah, they have actually done it. I've got one one particular client that just as soon as they want to um, communicate with me, they just stick a ticket in and then we arrange for, for me to speak to them whenever or we deal with whatever problem they've got. Um, I'd like it used more. Uh, and I did uh, ask a couple of people, but they didn't, oh, no, I'd just rather email you. So you you kind yeah. of do fit in a little bit with them because you mm-hmm. want them to feel like you're going to 
to work with them. It's definitely less personal. And it's that thing yeah. of like, it, it takes you from a one man band. Like, you know, if you've got an agency, yeah. then that kind of makes sense, but it definitely depersonalizes it. And maybe that's what you want to achieve um, in them feeling like they can't just like slide some simple email through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it could be an effective on- tactic. It depends yeah. on what you're doing too. Cause as I'm thinking more about this, like for focused WP, like we've got the on-demand services now. So people can request tasks and they like, there is no like sending an email. There just isn't, but that you have yeah. to go into the, your agency portal and you submit a ticket you fill in all the yeah. fields that's and then it. you send it. And so that's all there is to it. But my clients are agency owners. Like they are obviously they technical enough and they, this is, it's more of a ticketing and it's like task system. It's not so much. Well, saying the other like, thing. Hey, what could I do, do about is this? Just have you know? a gravity form, like on your website. You could literally just make that's a support how we... page on your website and have a gravity form that's like when you've got support requests, they don't even need to log in for it. Like they can just fill out the form. You could even have it as a hidden page if you wanted to. Where ours is all tricked out though, so that like when they're logged in, then it automatically goes into ClickUp tagged appropriately and it has a number and right. it goes into slack and notifies the ta- you know it's like all Ooh, these different tricky. things i know i know tom made it fancy i was gonna say tom sorted it mm-hmm. <laughs> but for the average user you could literally just have a page a gravity form they can fill in their details and it'll email you and it still goes into your email but you can manage it however you want you don't have to have it automate or whatever it could be that simple yeah they still wouldn't do it. i think like regular clients still wouldn't do it i just feel like yeah because they're in their email already compared to going to a website like they're there already all day every day they're already at their email yeah product support we use help scout and uh, help scout is it's supposed to be like email for Mm -hmm. on the client side where they can just email support at dblife.com whatever and then on the business side it's you know like a ticketing system and so it's kind of the best of both worlds however i the way I, d- I do it is f- with Divi Life is we have a support page and you have to log in t- to support. And I'm using a plugin that basically pulls in Help Scout tickets via uh, their API. And so they submit a ticket through the site on a form, kind of like a gravity form, but it's not actually gravity forms. It's uh, just a custom form. And um, then through the API, they can see other open tickets and open new tickets and that sort of thing, or they can email so they can reply to the email. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, but it is a constant battle to get customers to use that. So it's like, yeah, I have right. pre-sale question forms on all product pages, and uh, which is using Gravity Forms. And customers will use that for support. And it's constantly redirecting them back to support. And then uh, customers will try to ask support questions on Facebook or they'll email me directly. Yeah. And so I have like uh, using uh, text expander, just like, you know, a couple uh, button taps. And then it's, you know, a default uh, pre-canned email that will then, you know, politely direct them over to support. Please and the reason why it. you want to do that is you want to keep everything in one place. Yeah. And then also even for them, like, so they can go back. Like, I love it when people yeah. have those things because you can go back and look at your old tickets and mm-hmm. like, see what you've already had conversations about. Or like, like I had a email with automatic. So they have a new chat feature, which is great. And they were very helpful and that was great. And then the chat ended and I Wait, had so no history chat. of we that chat. About that. And 
it was really tricky because then I was like, I couldn't, they had recommended something like this link and I hadn't saved the link and suddenly I couldn't go back. So having like that, mm. that history is very, very helpful, I think. Um, but yeah. I would Email recommend a as a user. I don't know. It didn't email me anything. It didn't give me an option to email anything because it. It, yeah. it was a new system. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mm. But yeah. the one thing I will say after lately, I've had to go to a lot of support places. If you are going to add support to your website, my personal preference slash recommendation would be make it super easy from the front end of the website because mm. a lot of these places have like, it takes you off to another website that you then have to log into that website and then like you go through the process and that's fine. But then later on, when you want to go back to that ticket, it's really tricky to try and find it. And I think you should make it really obvious on your website where that support page is, if it's somewhere yeah. else, like have super okay. obvious buttons because it's very confusing. You almost have to open a new ticket to try and make your way back to your old ticket, which is incredibly frustrating as a user. Please. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Please. So we didn't talk about website chats. You guys, yeah, we're we going to do this episode of the WeChat at the old time and the new time, both. <laughs> we're just going to keep going. We're rolling yeah, on. Chats, yeah, we, website uh, chats, chats, what do you think useful, about them? But yeah, it's that same thing. Like you've got to be available. So like, are you really going to be sitting there available? So that when it something slows pops up, your site down to like. It's like having a phone call come in that you have to answer. And then people get annoyed because you, I mean, I guess if you set it with a chat bot where it has a few options and then it basically sends no, an email, it's okay. Yeah. It but makes I me feel a, disappointed. Like if I, I open a I was chat though, to someone. Yeah. If I'm up late at night and I open a chat on a site and I want to send something and it says we're not online now, but leave, send a message, you know, and I send a message and it says we should, like, I just did one Sunday night. It was like, we'll be online Monday morning. And, yeah. and I'm like, okay. You know, I mean, I wish I got an answer right this yeah. second, but like, I get it. And I didn't have to send an email and I didn't have to yeah. pick up a phone and call somebody at two in the morning, you know, like, so I was kind of okay with that. I have a chat on my site. Nobody hardly ever uses it. No, same here. Do. Yeah, same I get, here. I get alerts from thing. it and stuff, but so yeah, uh, I just got a phone call and it just completely cut my audio on my uh, AirPods <laughs> and I couldn't get it to reconnect. So I don't know if you guys already said this, but I wanted to say something about Sarah uh, mentioning having support go through another site and having to log in and stuff because that's Was what it we a do. Client calling and, you, Tim? and there's a reason behind that, and that is uh, like we only give customer support to paid customers. And yeah. so um, we want to make sure that they're logged in with an account so we can verify their purchase. And so even if they are a customer, sometimes if you don't log in, they'll use, they'll, they'll uh, send an email, for example, with another email than the one they purchased with. And so having them logged yeah, right. in is just a way to verify and that way you can see what they purchased and that sort of thing. That really and then also, I don't have a problem with the login. It's more just finding where, yeah. when it's a different URL, it's finding what the hell that URL is. Like oh, I can't yeah. no, remember what it was. And it's like trying to actually find, I don't mind having two logins. It's really just that process of, I really want to know where my tickets are and I can't friggin' find them for this website without oh, yeah, starting a sure. new ticket. And it's kind of like, oh my gosh, like that's a stupid yeah. system. Yeah. Make it easy for me, please. Yeah. That no, that's super was. annoying. I get the having to log in and prove that you have purchased the thing. Like that makes sense. I think that's fair. Totally. Um, I, I reckon the thing, Steph, that you were saying about the chatbots is or not chatbots but chat apps it's it comes back to the same thing all of it is coming back to the same thing and the same thing is setting the boundaries like that chat worked for you not because it was saying like 
like not because they couldn't chat or whatever. The reason it worked for you was because the boundaries were set there. So the boundaries were, I can't talk right now, but I'll get back to you on Monday. Your emails are going to work. If you send them during business hours, people will understand it. If you haven't welcome email that says, Hey, this is the way I work. Like that's, that's how it's going to work. Then they're going to understand that if they're sending you via text message, and then you can say, Hey, the best way to contact me is over on my email, whatever it is, everything comes back to as long as you set the boundaries of this is the way that I work best. This is the reason I'm not just being horrible, but this is the reason that this is the way that it is best to communicate with me. If you set up those boundaries, most people are going to be happy to work within those boundaries. And as long as you make it easy and obvious, it's going to be okay. Whatever you choose, Um, whether you decide to let all the platforms in, that's your choice. But as long as you have set up the boundaries and said, I am fine with you messaging me on every platform, whatever you choose to do is fine, but just set up those boundaries, then it's going to work. That's what it comes down to. Having a lot of platforms either. I just like to have one like clients on their own. Like I can't go. I, what drives me nuts is when I'm trying to find something and I'm searching 10 different apps for it. That makes me nuts. Listen, guys, we are going to have to wrap up. We went super long today and everybody has stuff they got to do. The only other one I wanted to mention that I actually do in client communication is I send actual handwritten postcards. Like I send, I, mail, <laughs> I put a card in an envelope with 3D glasses and I, I handwrite a note and I send these to people because I think that like this is the thing missing. Like it's super fun to get a turquoise envelope in the mail and have somebody hand wrote you a note like when's the last time that happened so that's something else I like to do keep people guessing keep them on their toes and show your personality and the personality of your business and in the communications that you do uh thanks for all the comments in the chat we were so flying tonight we didn't even have a chance to like call too many of them out we're super glad to have you guys here thanks so much for the likes if you haven't hit the thumbs up please do it now and as always we would be so grateful if you would go to ratethispodcast.com slash divvy chat and give us a review and hit us with some stars uh anyway i won't be here next week but these guys will take great care of you we'll have another awesome topic and until then have a great night everybody and see ya